I've kind of heard uh, this, this kind of this phrase uh, over the years. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it with um, some friends of mine. I've heard this phrase from family members that whenever a, a tragedy strikes or whether uh, someone is in great need or something happens or occurs, uh, I, I tend to hear the phrase, uh, I'm sending positive vibes. How many heard that before, right? Or, or I'm sending good thoughts, you know, I'm sending good thoughts. And I know they mean well, but I don't want your good thoughts and I don't want your positive vibes. I want your prayers. I Man, I need the Holy Spirit to speak and guide and help me and lead me and and heal me and restore me. Uh, positive vibes. And, uh, but I promise you, I'm a good pastor, all right? Uh, I have family members. If something happens and there's a tragedy that happens, we're in a massive group text that I can't get out of, you know? And uh, it's kind of weird when you're like, Jeremy left the, left the conversation, you know? And, uh, but be a part of this group text and something will happen. And we're like, I mean, we're literally, we're crying. We're, we're weeping. We're praying. We're like, Jesus. And I have some family members that are like sending positive vibes. And everything inside of me wants to go... You know, like everything inside of me is like Care Bear emoji, you know, like Care Bear stare, you know, like. But the title of my message today for uh, week two of the Holy Spirit is, it's more than a vibe. Amen. He's a person. He's, he's part of the Trinity. He's God the Father. He's God the, there's God the Father. There's God the Son. And he's God the Spirit. And so make sure you check out last week. Last week was, uh, was an incredibly healthy message. And I believe that helped a lot of folks, a lot of people. And uh, this is all coming from John chapter 14. So Jesus was here on this earth and, and he had a three-year uh, journey and, and then he, would, he died on the cross. But before he went to get crucified, before he, he, he died and resurrected and then he ascended into heaven, he gets these guys together and said, listen, gentlemen, listen, disciples. I did not say these things to you from the beginning, because I was with you. But now I'm going to him. I'm leaving you. I'm out of here. And so this is means that we really need to listen to what Jesus is saying. Uh, parting words. Don't forget this. And, uh, and I love, I'm hard of hearing. People are like, don't forget. And then they'll say something. I don't hear them. And then they leave. And I go, what was it? You know. And so, but because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart because I'm leaving. But nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. So Jesus said, I must leave. I'm a helper, but this helper is going to leave and die on a cross and go into heaven so that another helper will come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, judgment. And I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit, the helper comes, he will guide you. He will speak to you. He will lead you for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Can we pray over this, uh, this word today? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this message. Thank you for your word. I thank you your word. It's more than a history book. Your word is living. It's active. It's powerful. And so Father, I pray, give us uh, not just information, but transformation so we can live out our daily lives for your praise and your glory. And Father, I'm so grateful for humidity, but can you just lower it a little bit? Because we live in Las Vegas. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. And amen. That's why I'm wearing my Hawaiian shirt today because I don't want to get hot and sweaty and Pentecostal, right? 
You know, one of my favorite stories to tell about the spirit of truth guiding you into all truth is Pastor Lindsay and I, we were, you know, happily married, had a son, faithfully serving at a great church, just loving God, loving people. One day the Holy Spirit said, start a church. And we went, no. (laughs) Ah, what? Start a church? I remember the Holy Spirit told me and just in prayer time and said, I want you to start a church. And uh, you, my first uh, thing was, was, yes, amazing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, thank you, Jesus. And then my second thing was, you got to tell my wife, all right, because I don't want to drag her along. And a couple of weeks later, she came to me, and I was reading a uh, pretty much church planning for dummies book. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it was terrible. And she came up to me, and she was like, babe, I really think that, that God or Jesus, right, wants us to start a church. And I remember I turned the book over. I was like, ah, you know. And so then we went into prayer, we went into fasting and praying, and just what do we do? And, and trust me, we're not that spiritual, but we didn't want to make a mistake, you know? We didn't want to screw up, and, and all of a sudden God told us Vegas, he even said wet and wild, and it was even before it was built, and if you know me, I don't get excited about places where I have to go with my shirt off, okay? I wasn't excited about a water park. I want to live next to a water park, you know? And uh, we sold our home, moved over here on this side of town, and uh, just living by faith. We started growing a team, doing intrasocials at the Cuppa, the Gramercy, and uh, just story after story I could tell. But one of my scariest steps of faith is not just resigning, not just getting blessed by my last church, you know, not just not having a salary, right? <laughs> Melody, right? Yeah, you know, like not having a salary and, and just living by faith. Um, the scariest thing was looking for a location. I said, I'm, Ve- I'm from Vegas, man. I know where I- we can find a school or a high school. There's tons of high schools. And, and meeting with other pastors, they're like, oh, yeah, I got into high school. Like, like they begged me to come. Or, or, you know, I asked them, can I have a church here? And they're like, sure, buddy. And, uh, and so I was like, this should be easy. But we went to 16 different schools. Now, I'm not weird, okay? Like, like I came in with Starbucks gift cards and a little, uh, you know, uh, perspectives. Like, this is what we would do. And, uh, man, we want to bless your school. We want to be a burden. Uh, all those things. And 16 places said no to us. 16 places. I was fine with the no's. I could, I mean, trust me, I've been in the dating world before, you know. Like, now, you know. But what if, you know. And... And so 16 places said no, and, and I remember being so discouraged, so frustrated. We stopped looking at schools, started looking at leasing places, warehouses. I mean, then I started getting desperate. I was like, an office, you know, like, like a minivan, you know, should we, should we RV this thing, you know? And I was driving by, and I remember seeing this building and saying, what is Thomas and Mac and Kitty Robin, Opportunity Village? Isn't this the magical forest people? And I remember just saying, I'm going to pull in. And something inside of me said, just check it out. And so I came in, it was right around like 4.55 p.m. and walked up to the front desk. And there was this nice uh, lady named Julie. And I said, hello, excuse me, um, I'm just desperate. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to start a church. And uh, so you guys rent a room out, a closet, anything, you know? And she said, oh, sure. And she walked me from this building over here. And when I walked into the lobby, when I walked into this room, the Holy Spirit inside of me just said, this is it. This is it. This is it. I just knew it. I just, I just sensed that. I said, this is, this is it. I just knew it was it. So Monday I called. They said, by glory to God, sure you can. 
No. On Monday, I called. I said, how much is the rent? And they said, what are you? I said, we're a church. And they said, oh, buddy, you can't afford us. And can I tell you, that person no longer works there. And here we are. Come on, somebody. But I got to tell you, when I walked in, this is what the room looked like. There was, I could see things that no one else can see because this is what vision is. I'm actually standing right here. All right, I'm levitating right now, you know. But through the generosity of our church, put stages in, screens in, uh, uh, you know, curtains in. Made a, for a while, it was just bright sunlight. Nobody worshipped. I don't know why, you know. But for a while, we said, you know what, I have vision. But can I tell you, he's more than a vibe. He is more than a vibe. Well, then who is he? Well, then who is he? Because I got to tell you, the Holy Spirit led us here, not good thoughts. See, if my good thoughts would get us somewhere, we would not be, we would be in a place called the Bellagio, except it wouldn't be called the Bellagio, it'd be called Avenue Church, right? The fountains would go, he will build this church, build this church. Okay. But for many of us, we say, if he's more than a vibe, then who is he? Because if you grew up in church, you probably called the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. I grew up when it was the Holy Ghost, and I was like, that is a mean ghost, all right? I've got that ghost is not only is he holy, but he's a ghost, and he's going to make sure I'm being holy, and so he is watching my back every single time. I was scared of the Holy Ghost, but maybe you've never been to church before. Maybe for you, the Holy Spirit is just, and maybe that's still a small voice on the inside. The moment you're going to say, you know what, I'm just, I, you know, I deserve, I'm going to go down to the strip on a Saturday night, and inside of you goes, no, no, no don't do that. Or maybe it's when you're sitting in service and you hear a word or, or, or you hear something and you're going, is he talking to me? No, it's the Holy Spirit talking to you. You know, maybe, or it's the goosebumps on the inside where you're kind of, the, the hairs on your neck go up and you go, what is that feeling? What is this? What's this church all about? That's the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so if he's more than a vibe, then who is he? And in the Bible, there's a fancy word for the Holy Spirit and it's called paraclete. Paraclete is, is the word for the Holy Spirit, or even the bigger word is parakletos. And, and, and paraclete is, is several names for the Holy Spirit. And so let's visit that. So if you're taking notes today, get your notes out, get ready for this. But paraclete means that he is the comforter. He comforts us. He comforts us. And I love this because when the Holy Spirit comforts me, not only am I reminded that he, he's always with me, he'll never leave me nor forsake me, but I'm also reminded that he cares about me. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in time of need. Now remember, Jesus is part of the Trinity, and the Trinity also has the Holy Spirit. So any attribute of God, the, the Holy Spirit has that attribute as well. And so he'll comfort you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never condemn you. He'll never say, about time, or where you been, or what's this? And he'll never do that. He'll convict you, but he'll speak to you. But I love that paraclete means he is a comforter, but also the word comfort means the idea of strengthening together. It is more than just, are you going to be okay? You're going to be okay. It's a little bit more than you're going to be okay because God's got your back, because you can do great things through Christ, because... And he'll begin to strengthen you together. 
So how does the Holy Spirit comfort us? Did he just like speak to you all the time and like, like, like here's the church and here's the land and here's the... Be-? No, of course not. Uh, those are awesome. Those are wonderful times. But the most the Holy Spirit speaks to me is through God's word. He comforts us through God's word. He comforts us through God's word. So he's a comforter and a, and a strengthener. He makes us stronger, but also he's a counselor and a teacher. To get really good, I'm excited for a portion of this message because if he's a counselor and a teacher, this means, uh, and this is this is Titus, right? And this means we have hope in eternal life, which God who never lies. So the Holy Spirit's not going to lie to you to comfort you. He's not going to lie to you. He's going to teach you because he's the Spirit of Truth. And so when he teaches you, he's really going to teach you God's word. I love the, the, the teacher of, in the Holy Spirit because when I read the Bible, and I'm a pastor. I've been doing this for 20 years. There's many things I read and go, I have no idea what I just read. Like, what does this mean today? But you know what? It means something. So instead of skipping that, I'm going to stay in that. Holy Spirit, what does this word mean today? What does this word mean to me? Because he promised before the ages began at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching which I have been entrusted by the commandment of our Savior. So Jesus, in John 8, he says, I came not on my own accord, but God sent me to be born of a virgin, to live on this earth, but then I must go. It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are are of the Father, your Father, the devil, and your will is to do your Father's desire. Now, he's actually talking about the devil, all right? Somebody in this room is like, my dad's the devil, you know, no. But he's talking about the actual devil. And he says, your will is to do the Father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in the devil. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar, and he is the father of all lies. So when, the enemy, when, you, when you hear a lie from the pit of hell, it comes from the author, which is Satan. Now, we might look at this and go, whoa, what, what, what kind of church are we in today? But I want you to know, if, 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 if the devil is the father of all lies, well, then the good news for us today is that the Holy Spirit is the opposite of the devil. He's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of truth. And he doesn't just find truth out there. He doesn't just kind of, there's truth, I'm going to, the Holy Spirit teaches us and comforts us and counsels us through God's word. Through God's word. When the Holy Spirit speaks to us, you can find the confirmation in God's word. It's in God's word. For all scripture is, is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. You know, on Saturdays we've been praying here at this church, and, and uh, every morning, my uh, Pastor Lindsay and I, we, we get our coffee first, because we're spiritual, come on, and uh, I think Holy Spirit made caffeine, I think it's in the Bible somewhere, you know, God made it for us, and we get our coffee first, and uh, you know, the pot or the pour over, come on, somebody, you know, and we'll sit down with our Bible, and we'll, we'll literally just read, she reads her portion of scripture, I read my portion of scripture. Uh, for the past 14 days, we read our Bible plus the Uversion uh, devotional with our church, uh, church family. And I want you to know that tomorrow, make, make sure you're my friend on the Bible app. And uh, we're starting a new devotional by uh, Rick Warren. And we're going to read together for another 15 days. 
And so I read through the devotional. I read through the scripture that she gives us or the devotional gives us. And then I love to talk it over. Where I kind of write, jot down my own thing. And there's people in this church, you're writing, you're putting better things in that, uh, that little talk over. That It is so good to hear the revelation of the Holy Spirit speaking to you. But also we'll spend time in God's word. Well, uh, one Saturday, uh, what, two weeks ago, we're praying over the property and praying over the sanctuary. And we go down into the auditorium and down the hallway and praying over the kids' wing over there and uh, three- and five-year-old room and the nursery and just praying. God, I, I pray, may your spirit be in this place, I, you know, all these different things. May people walk into this church. May, may they know you. May they find you. And just praying. And I go into the courtyard and I'm just praying over the building. Father, I pray you bless Opportunity Village. They've been so good to us for five years. I'm so grateful uh, uh, for this organization to, to allow us to set up and tear down and, and uh, get a good workout in on Saturdays and Sundays, you know, and trying to be grateful, you know. And all of a sudden, a scripture comes to my mind. And the scripture is in Deuteronomy 15. And I haven't read the scripture in many, many years. It's not something I grabbed last week wasn't something that I just grabbed a year ago. It was, it's been many years. Uh, maybe I've seen it through my uh, read through the Bible in a year type of deal. But all of a sudden I was just praying. All of a sudden it said, you will lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall lend to many nations, you shall not borrow. And I'm just praying that. I was like, really? What, what's that? Like, like, and all of a sudden I just felt impressed in my spirit. I'm going to share it with this church because I love you and, and I trust you. But I, I begin to say, okay, what, is that, what does that mean, Holy Spirit? You know what? We've been borrowing for five years. And maybe, you know, we're grateful for the things we borrow, like borrow buildings and, and all those different things. But maybe now God will give us something so that we can become lenders and we can become the most generous church in the city. And we can lend to many nations, but we shall not borrow. And, and maybe we can send out more missionaries and, more, and, and birth out more churches and do more things uh, that are outside of these walls, and, and what, what am I doing now? And I had to look it up too. Where was that? Deuteronomy 15. I, I tell you all that because the Holy Spirit will, will always remind you of what's already there. That means we got to get in God's Word. That means we got to read it even when it doesn't make sense. That means we got to put a deposit in this. Now, our team and I, we did try. We, we, I, want, I wanted something to memorize so that we'll remember this when we walk away. Uh, so I'm going to do my best. Good pastors have things that, that are like tweet worthy, you know, like Instagram, TikTok, you know. And, but I, I did my best, but memorize scripture is the Holy Spirit's treasure. Memorize scripture is the Holy Spirit's treasure. When we memorize scripture, the Holy Spirit can say, hey, I'm going to use this portion of Scripture to speak to you today, to counsel you, to teach you, to guide you. He is our counselor. He is our teacher. He is our comforter. He is our, he is our strengthener. But also, he is the, he's the advocate. He's the advocate. Now, I've always heard this Scripture, and I'm teaching in this Holy Spirit series, okay? Uh, he is the advocate. And I've always heard this word, yes, I, I must go so that the advocate can come, the, the counselor can come. And, and I was like, that's great. Like, advocate all you want, Holy Spirit, let's go. But I begin to realize that paraclete, if you go back to the original word, is a transliteration of a Greek word meaning one who is called to someone's aid or one who advocates another. That's great, right? That's a, that's a great word. Thank you for advocating for me. Thus, the term may be used technically for a lawyer. More generally, the word denotes one who acts in another's behalf as a mediator, an intercessor, and a comfort. Now, I like that because not only do I have an advocate, but I got a lawyer, everybody. Every single morning, I lawyer up. 
Because I have a, someone who's my advocate, someone who's my, my, my mediator. He's my intercessor. He is my comforter. He is my lawyer. We all seen the Johnny Depp case. We're like, yeah, lawyers, you know. But he is someone who's stepping in and speaking on my behalf. He is someone who says, no, 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 no. I know, I know you think that, but this is what it says in God's word. I know, I, I know you're feeling condemned, but that is not, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I want you to feel convicted so that we could change. This is a good thing. Condemnation means you can never change. What are you doing here? But conviction means, man, let's change this so we can get you free. We can get you healed. And so church, if you understand the liar, then you understand the lawyer. If you understand the liar, then you understand the lawyer. For some of us, we need to understand the lawyer more than we understand the liar. Because some of the greatest enemy is enemy is us. But man, the liar will say, how dare you? What's wrong with you? But the lawyer will say, man, you're God's masterpiece. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. The, the liar will say, how dare you? Do you know your path? What if, they know, what if they find your resume? What if they look back in your history? But the lawyer says, no, 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 no. For, 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 I, for God has a plan for your life. A good plan. Plans for hope and a future. Friends, I want to tell you, if you understand the liar, then you're going to understand the lawyer. The liar is like Tom Cruise, who is, you know, you can't handle the truth. Because he is someone who is your advocate, your mediator. Romans chapter 8, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we, do, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself advocates, intercedes. <laughs> he lawyers for us with groanings too deep. The Holy Spirit loves you, and he wants to guide you and lead you. He wants to help us. He wants to speak to us. But man, he wants to comfort you. Here's what I love about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can do more than I can do on this stage. The Holy Spirit is with you in your workplace. He's with you in your home. He's, he's with you wherever you go, but he's always interceding for you. He's going before the Father and saying, look at this. Look at this individual. This is a child of God. This is a man of God. This is a woman of God. So not only does he lawyer up for you, but also the advocate, he gives power. He gives power. He gives power. This takes, for me personally, this takes it as like, like yes, the Holy Spirit is amazing, does all these incredible things, but then for me, this makes it personal for me. The advocate gives power. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Can I tell you, friends, we need the Holy Spirit. We don't need him to get into heaven. The, the way to heaven is the Holy Spirit always compliments. The Trinity always compliments one another. So the Holy Spirit is complimenting, uh, complimenting Jesus. Jesus is complimenting the Father. Jesus said, the way to the Father is through me. And the Holy Spirit says, the way to the Father is through Jesus. And through Jesus, through the Father. But he says, you'll receive power and you will be my witnesses. For me, when he gives you power, there's two things he wants you to do. He wants you to be powerful. He wants to help you and equip you and guide you and comfort you and lead you. But he also wants you to be a witness. So that means we need him for today, but we also need him for others. We need him for others. If he's our advocate, well, don't you think he wants to advocate for someone else in your life? And maybe, just maybe, he wants to use you to make an impact in their life. 
that there are people in your, in your world that I, ca- I can't reach or touch or talk to or, 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 or even be involved because they're in your life, they're not in my life. But maybe he wants to use you to advocate for others. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, a lot of times we can just talk about the Holy Spirit, but the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. Friends, what kind of power do we have through the Holy Spirit? In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. What can we do with the Holy Spirit? But for two weeks, I want to take, take us through a conversation of what He does for us and why He's so important. I think sometimes we kind of make the Holy Spirit a, a taboo topic and we go, what do we, what do we do? Is this weird? No, He's not wholly weird. People are weird. He's the Holy Spirit. And so He is, here's the last point is, He's the investigator. He's the investigator. He investigates. Now, i got to have to say, um, sorry, church. I've said this many times where I'll go, you know, uh, towards the altar call, and I'll say, uh, uh, friends, the Holy Spirit, he's a, he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's, he's not going to, like, like uh, he's not going to do a holy abduction. You're like, like, I just came to this church, and I left with the Spirit, you know, like, I don't know what happened. But he's a gentleman in that regard as far as, man, if you open your heart, there he is. But he's always been there. I have to apologize for saying he's a gentleman because, yes, he's a gentleman, but he's also an investigator. I firmly believe sometimes the Holy Spirit bugs us. Maybe he's the unknowing spirit, you know, depending on where you're at in this journey. I've seen people who are called by God to go into ministry, to do some incredible things, and you're running from the call of God at every single direction you take, there he is, the investigator. The investigator. I want nothing to do with you. And he's going, God's called you. Man, you got, you're such an impact over your life. But he's the investigator. Because not only is he a gentleman, but he will investigate. Romans chapter 8, he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints. He searches your heart. And then Daniel chapter 2, and he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what's in the darkness. He knows what's really on the inside of us. He goes past that, that veil we put on on Sunday mornings. We say, God is good all the time. But really, I'm broken inside. Really, if I really share what's in the dark night of my soul, man, I'll be embarrassed. I'll be mortified. That's why the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. Reveals it to us. I remember I was about, this was almost um, about 12 or 13 years ago. And I, I had to, you know, I preached every week and I preached several sermons every week to, um, to youth and uh, chapels and all that. I remember uh, I was just, I would sit down in my prayer time and, and nothing. I mean, I was just like, I mean, I was even like, let me rip someone's sermon. You know, like find something. It just, it was nothing. I was having an extremely difficult time just saying, God, are, are you there? Are you, are you speaking? Are you, and it was hard. And eventually, you know, like it would be like at the last minute, it felt like I would get a nugget. I would get something and I would. You know, write a sermon, and I would spend time with, with Jesus, and I was just like, Lord, there's just there's something, there's, there's something, something's different. I remember one particular time in prayer, I was getting a little frustrated, going like, 
Because your word says, you never leave me nor forsake me. I'm feeling a little lonely right now. Uh, your word says that you're, you have to comfort her and he's going to speak to me. I got nothing. Is this really, is this all fake? Is this all a facade? Is this real? Have I been believing it's just something? I remember I just started spending time with the, in God's word, like angry about it, you know. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Jeremy, and the, in the, in the, in the, deep and hidden things you need to forgive your dad and I was all huh excuse me you know how dare you you know I was having a great day he said you need to forgive your father and that moment it wasn't call him up it wasn't meet with him it was simply to say I forgive my dad and the moment I said that man I just broke and I could just feel God's presence hit me like never before and it wasn't it was never shame. It's never shame. He's not, he's not shame. That's the liar. But I just said, I, I forgive my dad. I forgive my dad. Maybe, I, I felt like maybe he didn't deserve it. Maybe, maybe all those things. But forgiveness is more for me than it was for him. He began to, he went into the deep and hidden things of my life. He began to pull that out. But let's find some freedom. Here's what I want to end with today. Ephesians chapter 4. Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus and he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So not only is he an investigator, not only, not only is he a, a comforter, not only is he calling us on the phone right now, but not only is he an investigator, but also this word here means he gets his feelings hurt. He gets his feelings hurt. He gets his feelings hurt. I'm still learning this as I continue to have a relationship with Jesus, but I'm going to ask you, what hurts the Holy Spirit's feelings? So Paul says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. But then Paul continues to give us the answer. He says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another. Man, be tender-hearted. Forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you. So here's what I want us to do today. If, if, if you're willing, will you stand with me, please? And I want to pray. But I did ask our worship team to come up, for, uh, come, come up here as well today. I want to put some questions on the screen for you today. My first question really would be, who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to forgive? Now remember, forgiveness is not you leaving here today and go, boop, 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 I've hated you for 20 years, I forgive you. That's not, that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is, I forgive in my heart. I'm talking about true forgiveness. When you see that person someday and you walk into a room, you go, oh, I forgave them. I forgave them. But the two questions I'm going to ask you today is who do you need to forgive, but also I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is there anything that grieves you? Is there anything that hurts your feelings that I'm doing? And then the second one is, are there hidden things that I need to repent of? I want to make repentance a healthy word. Repentance means changing your mind, changing direction. That's what repentance is. All right? And it's not repent, you know. 
but we have a lawyer, a comforter, an advocate. Someone who is on your side. Hear me? He's on your side. He is for you. He's not against you. Would you do me a favor? Will you buy heads, close your eyes? I want you to just, and you're free to look at this TV screen. The worship team's going to sing it just a moment. But Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. Holy Spirit, we invite you to speak to us. We open our hearts up to you today. The Holy Spirit, thank you that you're our comforter. Thank you, you're, our, you're one who strengthens us. Father, thank you that when we come to church, we're not, we're not pulled down, but we're lifted up. The Holy Spirit, I pray that you begin to speak to us through your word, through memorized scripture, the hidden scriptures in our heart. Holy Spirit, I pray, reveal the deep, hidden things of our heart. In Jesus' name. Go ahead, worship team. In Jesus' name. I just want you to take a moment, church. Just got to give them some time. In Jesus' name. Never I love the Holy Spirit. Will you bow your heads, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you for being in this place today. Now, Father, I pray for every single person that's here today. That maybe have a, a new relationship with you. I thank you for what you're doing in this place today.
and I never want to rush him. I never want to just do church and be over it. But I want to give him time to speak to us, to lead us, to guide us. With every head out of eye closed, maybe you're here today in this place. Maybe you feel like you have a, maybe at one point or another, you had a call of God in your life. And at the moment, it was tangible, it was real. You were full of faith. And I feel like people are things begin to tear you down you walked out of here and said, there's no way. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be a ministry. Now remember, ministry is more than just vocational. It's more than just pastoring. It's a form of ministry. Don't you dare put our God in a box. Well, every head, body, eye closed. If that's you today, if you've been reminded by the Holy Spirit, the investigator, man, the one who wants to advocate for you, one who says God has a plan and a call on your life. If that's you, just, just raise a hand. Nobody else is looking around. Just raise a hand. Just raise a hand. I see it. Yep, yep, I see it. Lift your hands up. I want you to ignore me. I just want you to talk to God, talk to, talk to the Father. And just say, here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Am I going to force it? Am I going to force it? Am I going to make it happen? I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I pray there's forgiveness in this house today. I pray maybe people's eyes or, or maybe their faces popped up in your, in your memory. Maybe you begin to see individuals as I was saying, you got to forgive them or I forgave my father. And my dad and I have a wonderful relationship. He watches online every week. But maybe someone popped in your head today and you said, nope, that's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit saying, forgive that individual, forgive that person. I want you to do that right now. Just say, Jesus, I forgive them. Jesus, I forgive them. You might have to say it all day, all week, and all month. Jesus, I forgive that person. They may not deserve it, but I think God deserves it. Say, I forgive them. Maybe you're in this house today. You walked in this room today. Maybe someone invited you or brought you. You don't know Jesus. Maybe this is all very new to you. You go, what is going on at Avenue Church today? But there's just supernatural peace. Just an assurance that you belong. If that's you today, and you're saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give him my heart. I'm not asking you to join this church. I'm simply asking you to join the kingdom of heaven today and to give him your heart, to give him your life, to say, I want to live for Jesus. I don't know what it looks like. I've never read the Bible. I'm not a theologian. I'm not a Christian, but I want to be. I want to be a Christ follower. If that's you today, just put a hand up. Just put up high and just say, that's me. That's me. Yeah, yeah. I see hands. Yes, yes. You're not alone. Yes. Anyone else? Follow the hands up. Come on, keep your hands up. Come on, it's amazing. And church, I want to pray a prayer with you. And I want to do kind of a different prayer because I want you to, we want to pray a prayer so that we're going through Jesus to the Father. 
If we're repenting of our sins, God is faithful and just. He will always forgive us. You hear me? He will always forgive you. The lawyer's going to show up and you're going to be like, I don't deserve to be forgiven. The lawyer's like, yes, you do. God's going to heal you. It's not that we don't, we don't deserve it, but it's called grace. It's called grace. But the moment you walk out of here, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. Because the liar is going to be out there. And some of you need to break up with the liar. Come on, somebody. Because you have a lawyer who is your advocate, your comforter. And just walk out of here with the Bible. We have Bibles available for free. And go into your car, go into your place. And just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And then begin reading God's Word. Go to Rooted, connect one day, small groups, so many opportunities. I love this music because I'm like, dun, 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 dun. okay. We by heads, close your eyes, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, thank you for all those hands that went up today. They meant it. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that with everybody lifting your voice today, we don't pray alone at Avenue Church. We're better together. So I want everyone in this room to lift your voice and say, Dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. So I repent of my sins. I changed my mind. I changed direction. Now I'm going to live for you. Say, Holy Spirit, let's go on a ride together. Let's go on a journey together. Because the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.